What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today, it's just myself. Um, last week, I did a interview with um, Tom while I was at his shop out there in Indianapolis trying to cut my teeth on hail a little bit, um, which was quite an experience, and that's, kind of, that's essentially what I'm going to talk about here today. Um, man, I have had the hardest time trying to like put this podcast episode together and just really kind of nail down the differences between hail and a route. Um, partially because I don't want to do a disservice to any hail technicians or anybody that has chased hail for a long time or that has run hail storms or been on 50 different, uh, been on 50 different storms, etc. I've been to one storm for, uh, one week for actually four days, Monday afternoon to Friday afternoon. Um, and that is my extent of being at Hailstorm, seeing how the process works, seeing how the flow of cars works, working with insurance companies, um, fixing real, real difficult hail, not the light hail that I've fixed out here in Northern California f- several for several years, all that stuff. So um, I will caveat this, my thoughts on this with that. Um, I've been around a route and retail and body shop work for 20 years and I've been at a hailstorm for four days and I'm going to compare the two. So take it with a grain of salt if you must, but, and I probably suggest that you do, but, uh, these are my thoughts on it. Um, going into any situation, I always ask myself and I teach this to the clients that I work with in the launch pad and one-on-one to ask yourself, what is the greatest ability that you have? when going into that situation, what is the ability that you have that maybe other people don't have where you can excel in that area? Um, mine has pretty much always been efficiency and hard work, um, and willingness to do things I guess others aren't. Um, I'm not the smart, like the smartest guy ever. I'm not the best technician ever. Um, I'm not, naturally sophisticated in business or anything like that. Um, but what I, but the ability that I do have is I'm typically will outwork most people. Um, I will work hard. I will work efficient and that's my ability. Um, and when I put my, when I get put in a, whether that's good or bad, there's gonna be, there's downsides to that too. And there's upsides to it. But when I put myself in a situation where I'm uncomfortable, essentially in a, in a space that I've never been, um, or something that I've never done, that's typically what I fall back to. So I didn't change in the hailstorm. Um, do I have better hail repair skills than um, Jim Mitchell and John Vidin and Jack Bucknell and a few of the guys that were uh, ended up or were at the storm at the time? Um, some came before me, some were there after me, but do I have better hail re- repair skills than them? No. I haven't done it as much. Do I know more about hail and storms and how the process works? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. Can I fix deeper dents on big flat panels um, than they can? No. Ask John Bideen. He'll back me up on that. I cannot. 
Um, but we do, I do know how to, do you know how to <laughs> use a power PDR box to fix hail dance now. Um, so then what can I do, right? I can work 10 times harder, maybe not 10 times. I can work harder than everyone and then encourage everyone to do the same. I can give my perspective on what a hailstorm could look like from an outside perspective. For example, um, when a car gets approved at nine o'clock at night, I'm willing to start working on it. Um, and apparently that's an odd thing for someone at a hailstorm. And I'm okay with that because that's, that's who I am. I'm there to fix dents. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. I ended up fixing, um, it was a lull between hail damage work. I ended up fixing a smashed up fender, um, while I was there because I asked Tom like, Hey, there's no hail cars. Can I fix something else? Can I do this? Can I move cars? Can I fix any other dents? And he's like, Oh, I got this fender out here. That guy dropped off. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So advice on that, just generally ask yourself what your ability is. Um, a lot of times I tell guys in the beginning when they're starting their business, the ability that they have is availability. Um, they're available to fix more dents than someone who's very busy fixing dents. So use that ability, right? And my ability in, in this was the ability to work my ass off. And I did just, and I did just that. Um, so don't, don't just sit around and wait, talk to the person running the storm, ask if you can circle a car, or estimate it, move a vehicle, take down a headliner, fix a door ding, call a customer, um, buy everyone dinner, sweep the shop. I don't, I don't care what it is. Just do, do something that's productive to help the facility that you're in move forward. So as far as doing like the actual repair, um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cover a couple areas about what I saw the difference between um, working on a route and I do wholesale body shops, retail and warranty work and um, versus hail. So those separate, those are the two things I'm talking about, two distinctions. Doing the work. Um, there's a theory. I don't remember who it was who said this or even if it's right, but the 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 gist, you'll get the gist of it. Um, it's probably someone like Abraham Lincoln or somebody, but um, if you give me, let's, I don't know, if you get, what is it? If you give me five hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. Something like that. I probably butchered it. It might not be the right person. might not be the right amount of hours, but that's the idea. You give me five hours to do something, I'll spend the first 80% of it getting set up to do it. Um, I think that really showed in hail um, more than I did in in my route retail. Um, getting the car in a good spot where you can walk around the entire thing was important. Um taking cars apart, getting the hood in the area where you could work, setting up multiple lights. Um, some of the stuff that you got hail guys are listening. They're like, yeah, it's obvious, but it's not obvious to everybody, <laughs> especially if you don't do it. Um, having multiple lights, um, on the way out, I said, I said, Hey Jim, Jim Mitchell, before you leave, can you give me a tip? Um, a little hail tip for this, this route guy from California. And he said, when you put a hood on a stand, put the, put it on a stand and spin the stand around and you stay in the same spot and the lights stay in the same spot. That helped me a lot. I was like, that's smart. Um, so set up the lights, get your tools, get the cart next to you, get a space to work, um, get water next to you so you can keep working and you can stay in that same spot and, and really spend some time to make sure that you're ready to go so that when you do, when you are prepared to start fixing that panel or fixing those dents, you can do it. So those sharpening the ax theory, and, I, and there, there's a little bit of that too in route work, you know, kind of 
make sure, making sure the car's in the right spot. If you're outside, make sure that the sun is in a good position. Set up an umbrella if you have to. Um, do the things you need to do to make your work environment better and easier and simpler. Um, especially, I would say the longer the amount of time you'll be spending on a car, the more you should sharpen the axe. Let's just say the thicker the tree, <laughs> the more you should sharpen the axe. If it's a little tree and the axe is dull, you'll get, the, get through it. If it's a little door things, you'll get through it. If it's a long, if it's a big tree, sharpen the axe like crazy. If it's a big car, that's going to take you 17 hours to work on and fix. Um, make sure you're prepared for it. Uh, getting the work. That's tough. Um, getting the work in the route retail world is so much on you. Like, are you willing to walk into the dealerships, the body shops? Are you willing to, um, do the marketing online, make the YouTube videos, brand your website correctly, uh, brand yourself correctly, all that stuff in the route retail world. That's, that's what you do. It's on you. Like it's your ability to do that consistently over time so that people know who you are. People remember you and people want to call you again. And I knew this consciously going into the hailstorm, but it was really obvious when I was there. Getting getting the work. Uh, there's one aspect of getting the work as far as marketing to the right people, having contacts in the space, knowing body shops or whatever to get the PDR, to get the hail cars to come to you. But then after that, it's the insurance company. Um, and I won't try to pretend that I know of some special ways to... Um, get insurance companies to approve stuff faster or anything like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting balance between trying to get all the money for the cars so that the techs are happy and the customers are happy because the quality is high and everyone makes money and all that stuff versus just getting them approved so that there is stuff to work on. Um, tough balance. I think Tom handled it well, um, I think he did a great job with it, but that was something I did not know was going to be such a factor in the repair. Because like I said, there was a day where there was no work, which is weird for me because if there's no work at home, I go find some <laughs> somewhere else or I go or I go uh, sell or I go I do something. Um, but there it's like, well, I'm at the hailstorm and I'm here to fix the cars for Tom. I'm not going to can't go find work somewhere else. So it's like, hopefully they get approved soon. So that was an interesting, an interesting factor. I'm not going to pretend to, to say I have ideas to make insurance companies move faster, but, uh, it is, it is an issue I would say. And maybe one that's tough to solve, but someone smarter than me with hail can probably solve it. Um, work balance. (laughs) So the guys that were there with me, um, I did not have any balance as far as like work or life in there. I went there to work and that's what I did. If I was able to push on a dent, I did it. Um, Plain and simple. Um, It's a struggle though. Is there such a thing as balance in work and life at home or on the road? I don't think so. Um, I don't think, I think balance is such a difficult thing to do that you can't sustain it long-term. If you think of it like a seesaw to balance work and life, they have to be split so perfectly across for the seesaw to stay level um, that I don't think it's possible to sustain over time. So I feel like the balance is you go all in on the thing that you're doing and then you go all in on the other thing. So I try to live that. Um, I try to be present where I am. If I'm at work, 
that's what I'm there to do. So if I'm there to fix dents, I will fix dents until I can no longer stand up to fix dents anymore. And when I'm at home, I will go all in on my kids and have fun and laugh and be crazy and go all in that way. I don't think there's a balance necessarily. Um, but being on the road as a hail guy, as I sat there and pushed, pushed dents into till midnight or one o'clock in the morning, sometimes, um, man, that's a tough thing because if you're going to be out there on the trail for, you know, two months, four months, six months, and, you know, with some time going home in between, but if you're gonna be out there for that long, probably be pretty difficult. I don't want to say impossible because it's not because it, it is possible, but to sustain the work schedule that I put in, which was essentially 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. till midnight or one every day that I was there. <clears throat> It'd be tough to do every single day. So you got to figure out what balance works for you um, in the time. But I would say, I would suggest, you know, go all in on what you're doing. Um, if you can work three extra hours a day, then maybe you can cut the hail season shorter by a few weeks. Um and that'd be pretty awesome. Um, tools. You guys all know that my feeling on tools, I think they're necessary. I am super grateful. There's a bunch of amazing tool companies in our industry and that I can spend a few hundred bucks and get a set of tools instead of making them in my garage like I did when I was a teenager with my dad. Um, and those tools weren't even as good as the ones you can buy now. Um, and so I love that. Um, But I do think there is a point where you can focus so much on tools that you forget to focus on the dent repair itself or your business or your mindset or your health or your body or things like that. There's so much like, oh, this tool will make me better. And it will to an extent, um, but it gets incremental. Uh, one, One little tool makes you incrementally better. Whereas if you were to eat healthier or work out or change your lifestyle or change your mindset or work on your business or buy uh, someone to do marketing for you or something. I think the improvement would be much more drastic than buying an additional tool. Although there is a lot of gray area to that, I fully admit it. And what I also admit, you need more tools for hail. Straight up. I've been on a route for 20 years. If you saw my tool selection, most of you all would laugh at me. And that's the truth. And some of you have especially last week in Indianapolis. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Um, but you need more tools for hail. Um, <clears throat> hoods and deck lids and roofs with sunroofs, et cetera, they're harder to get to. Um, having hand tools with many different shapes and bends and picks and and just all the different varieties makes a big difference. I can fix any dent with the tool that I have that I have at home. If I have to go to glue, I can go to glue. Um, I, I can I can make it happen. It's never a time anymore where I have to say no to a dent because I I'm like oh I just can't get to it. I just can't fix it or something like that. Um, if you can work inverted um, in in a wholesale retail environment and you have you know enough tools, I have a lot of tools, but I don't have every tool. Um, then you can you can fix a lot of stuff. But if you're going to do multiple hoods, five hoods a week and deck lids and roofs and things like that, you need a couple of hail lights. You really should. I didn't have that. You should probably have a couple of hail lights. You should probably have a couple sets of hand tools. Um, you should have at least one hail rod, probably more than that. Um, so you're not taking apart hail rods and putting them back together and switching tips and doing all that. So you, you just you just need more tools. 
Um, there's an opportunity to make more money, but the investment that you have to put in is higher as well. Um, and that's all right. I think saving five minutes on a single dent and hail adds up because there's so many dents and speed and efficiency is so important. Um, but when you're on a route retail, um, if it's a retail job, you're quoting each separately. So if it's very difficult and you have to glue pull it, you can upcharge for that. Um, when maybe if you have the exact right tool, you maybe would not have had to glue pull it. Um, so that's a difference. And then, um, if it takes you five minutes to fix a retail dent, um, every once in a while, uh, that's not as bad as it, as when you're on a hailstorm and there's two dents in a bad area that if you had the right tool would get you onto the next panel. Um, and that just matters much more in a hailstorm. So I think, I think that that is important. And, um, so probably all the hail guys that have heard me say like, Oh, talk about tools and stuff. They're like, this guy doesn't know anything and that's okay. Um, because they have a different perspective. (laughs) Um, there, we spent, we spent one night, um, hanging out, talking, um, having some, having a couple drinks and just chatting about the industry and where it's going and things like that. And, and I'll admit, and I did to them and I will to everybody here, um, man, you hear bad things about the hail trail. (laughs) You just do. And I, and I know logically that, uh, shitty stories tend to come to the surface more than good stories do. (laughs) And I know that, I mean, look at the news, right? I mean, that's like, that's just natural because those stories spread faster because they're interesting and you have to talk about them. Right. Um, and so you get this vision of what a hail, like chasing a hail storm is, and it's not the greatest, the greatest vision is from someone who's only heard about it online and has seen some stories and things like that. You're just like, man, it's kind of cutthroat, you know, but um, it's not, I mean, the hailstorm I was at, I'm sure there are those stories. They're, they're real stories. I'm not saying they're not real stories, but I think they're a lot less, they are for sure. Not, I think they are a lot less likely than it friggin' seems like. Um, the, all the guys that I met, they're phenomenal people. And I, and I see this throughout the industry as I meet more people in mobile tech expo and the PDR 20 groups and things like that. Great, great, great people. Um, I did a dent on a hood and well, I almost did a dent on it. It was a really bad hood. And one of the shots was just really nasty. And I did everything I could to make an oil can, but an oil can. And I was probably going to have to kick the hood, not get paid on it, send it to a body shop to paint it. Um, and then John Bideen came down and he had a power PDR box and there was no powder power PDR box there. And, um, he spent time and showed us how to use it. Um, helped me fix that dent. We tightened up the metal and, and we, we fixed it to dang near perfect, to be honest. And, and obviously he didn't like charge me anything for it. I didn't, I wasn't expecting him to, but like, you kind of like, Hey, you spent, you know, a solid hour or more, or maybe two throughout the couple of days I was there just helping me, showing me some of the tools that he has, letting me borrow some of his stuff, showing me that. And, and I think that happens so much more than we all know. And I just want to acknowledge that. And <laughs> the fact that there's a bunch of great people out there and if you find the right network of people and you go to the right storms you can really meet some great people that are going to help you succeed and want to see you win as much as as much as you want to see them win um so that, that that's my feelings on on the hail isn't all bad stories what's better <laughs> what's better like a local tech 
route retail body shop or a hail chaser? My answer is going to be first, I would say a route retail tech or someone with a shop in a hail prone area is probably the best situation that you can have. Then you don't have to chase. Chasing is tough. Staying in hotels, uh, being away from family, the money that it, that it takes to do that um, and all that stuff is... I think some people really like that, but I think that'd be tough as uh do that every year for six to nine months out of the year for 20 years, 30 years. I think that's, that, that, that seems difficult to me. And I've heard enough people tell me that it's hard on the family that, that I know it's difficult. So I would say local tech route retail tech that's in a hail prone area. Fantastic. And then honestly, for me, that's the, I think the next um, answer to me would be local tech. Um, and then maybe I'm biased just because, this is what I do. I am a local tech and I've been like that for so long. And we tend to tend to appreciate, we tend to value what we have more when we have it. And I'm not a hail chaser and I don't really fully acknowledge or understand the amount of money you can make, I guess, running an entire year as a hail, as a, you know, fixing hail. But my experience that I had um, I loved that I did it. I love the experience. I love the meeting people and getting to go see Tom and working with him. And cause I like helped him coached him through building that shop was a great experience. I'd probably, I would go do it again on a short term basis, but I think setting up this location and building a legacy and hiring maybe some people or opening up a shop or having a route and sponsoring the local, um, little league team and building that reputation in the area means so much more to me that, that I feel like I know there's things I'm missing in the hail, in the hail industry that I didn't gather from four days on a storm. And I fully acknowledge that. But then I think there's a lot of, a lot of great things about being a local route retail tech that people that have been chasing hail, for three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, or that want to chase hail because they see the money in it. I think they're missing something there. There's a significant amount of money to be made in being a local route retail tech. Um, and to be honest with you being there for four days, it was a comparable, it was a comparable amount of money after I, it was a last minute flight. So it was a thousand dollar plane ticket for me to go out there. So that's expensive and that's not normal. Most people drive. I wasn't cause I was gonna be there for four days. <laughs> if I was gonna be there for a month, I probably would have driven. But um, expenses that hotel, eating out, uh, the toll it takes on your body, on your family, and things like that, um, <clears throat> it adds up. And so I think the the week that I was there was comparable monetarily to a week that I would spend on my local route. And that's something I've built over the last 15 or 20 years, but um, it is comparable. So I hope that was valuable. Like, I feel like it just rambled a lot. Um, Hopefully there's some insight in there for some of you guys, but that's just my, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, on the differences between the two, all my thoughts about, about just being on my first hailstorm. So, um, I really hope there's some value for you on that. Uh, next week I get back to, um, the business success and I have, uh, Eric from mobile tech RX, uh, co-founder of mobile tech RX coming on talking about his app, how it helps, and they just got purchased by a large company. 
um, and how that's going to help change our industry through their their way of changing our industry through the app after being purchased or partnering with these people. Um, so I don't think anybody he's not been interviewed by anybody else. So next week will be the first time he talks about that purchase and what it's going to do for our industry going forward. So um, appreciate you guys listening. If you ever want to talk about um, starting a local route in retail, I helped Tom Poland do it as you heard last week, um, getting off the trail and starting one, and I can help you do it too. So if you would like to, you can find me at CoachCoreyK.com or on Instagram at CoachCoreyK underscore the PDR coach. Thanks for listening. We'll talk next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.